Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Lauren Angle of Sidewalk Talk. Today I'm here with Hayden James. Hello. <laughs> so full circle because I saw you in Sydney 2015. And oh, just I forgot like, about this. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So it's like every few years and then tomorrow with your release, it's like, yeah. I'm like beginning album. from your like early, yeah, your like We're, early days and then middle and then like <laughs> your big album. So <laughs> We're connected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so you were born in Melbourne. Born in Melbourne, yeah. Uh, lived there for like six years of my life. Then moved to Brisbane, then Sydney, then the UK, and then back to Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's job moved us around a bit. What but, was um, his job? Uh, he was kind of in like business management for a couple of different like transport companies and mm-hmm. things like that, um, like a global company. So yeah, we did that. Um, but I've lived in Sydney most of my life. Yeah. And your mom? Uh, mom was a school teacher. And she uh, was also a musician, so oh, I got wow. a lot of like, um, I guess my talent from her. My dad is he can't uh, he's tone deaf actually, so he likes music, oh. but and he, and he knows what he likes, but he can't play anything. But mum plays guitar and piano, and like she was playing a lot of Spanish flamenco. That's right. Yeah, yeah, she would play like flamenco guitar and things like that. So from an early age, I was um, you know I had instruments around me. Was she teaching you flamenco guitar? No. Oh. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have the fingers for it. Let's be oh. <laughs> did she yeah. teach you instruments then? She did. It was her and her father, my granddad, um, who taught me like a bit of jazz piano. But then when I was at school, um, I learned like, yeah, I would study jazz piano oh, and wow. guitar and saxophone. Were you in a lot of bands? Like a, that sort like more a classical bands? Or? Yeah, I was in like school bands and yeah. things like that. Yeah. So I did that a little bit. Um, Were you really into it? Not really, because I quit. <laughs> I quit saxophone because I didn't like the teacher. Oh. So I guess I must not have liked it. But I, I did it for eight years. So wow. that's, you know, that's an investment. Yeah. But then I, you know, I kept up with the piano because I like play every day now and and guitar too. Mm. Were you taking lessons for like piano and guitar? Uh, not guitar. I was self-taught. Piano for a little bit when I was in the UK. I finished school over there and I did. Um, uh, like music theory classes and things and that was based around the, like piano and jazz mm-hmm. piano specifically. And when you were 12 your brother showed you Daft Punk? Yeah, that was Around the World, mm-hmm. um, the single that came out which is, it's on the Discovery album, yeah. I'm pretty sure, uh, which is my favourite album um, and which has shaped a lot of not only why I make music but how I make it and the sounds I use and all that kind of stuff. Who else were you listening to like around that time for like more electronic music or was it mostly... That was it. Yeah. That was it. Well, yeah, when I was young it was like Daft Punk. Like Chemical Brothers too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like Massive Attack as well. Like that kind of vibe. But yeah, more like Daft Punk, Chemical Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you describe your personality back then growing up? Good question. I was always... I like had a lot of friends and mm-hmm. uh, I was very active and just hanging out with yeah neighborhood kids and so I'd say friendly yeah you're really into sports <laughs> yes yeah definitely into sports I played basketball and cricket and rugby and oh wow yeah 
Well, <laughs> big toll. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so you barely had much free time because you were doing the jazz stuff and then you were doing all your sports stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was a good upbringing, you know, yeah. like got to move around a lot, meet new friends and I've got an older brother and a younger sister. So yeah, mm -hmm. it was is, good. Is your sister also into music? She played violin for a little bit and I think flute. But yeah, she's not into music. I mean, she loves music, but she she doesn't um, pursue it. As yeah. A no. Did you really like school? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess because of the way that they teach you there, I just didn't learn the way that they were teaching me. Mm -hmm. You know, I I just yeah. So I actually left. I left school like traditional school yeah. at the end of year ten and went to a music school where they did. You know, math and science and all that kind of stuff, but also a lot of music classes. Oh, so that was that the Wimbledon, or that's farther down? No, this one was the Australian Institute of Music. Oh. Yeah. So you real realized like back then that you wanted to do something. Yeah, music. when I was like 15, 16, I'm like, I just yeah, let's start that. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then I guess you went back to you went to Wimbledon, which is more of like a regular school, or that was back to regular school. Yeah. Um, Did you miss the the music stuff that you learned so much before? Not, not at that time, because I was still young and I would just, I actually had some decks in London, so I would be able to like practice DJing and things like that back then. Wow, how many years ago was that? Oh, like 10? Wow. Yeah. What, what kind of music were you playing like when you were DJing like 10 years ago? I would listen to like a lot of Carl Cox and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. More like progressive house. Yeah. Um, tribal house kind of stuff mm -hmm. I couldn't even tell you the names of the artists to be honest but it was just yeah it was just more underground kind of stuff especially living in the UK there was a lot of vinyl that I had access to mm -hmm. yeah. and where do you perform at clubs at this age no um, I started playing in clubs when I moved back to Sydney when yeah. I was about 20 mm. yeah. and then you went to study like audio engineering yeah so after so <laughs> I did uh, I finished school in the UK, came back to Sydney, and I did a degree in finance mm -hmm. while I was DJing clubs, just for money. And then after that, I did um, a degree in audio engineering. Yeah. yeah. And so finance because kind of, of your, <laughs> of your dad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I just needed like a base, I guess, just to be like, if yeah. this doesn't work out, I'm going to need a plan B. <laughs> yeah. Did you like it at all? Yeah, I did. I did like it. I mean, I did it for three years. Um, and it's given me kind of the tools I need to run my own business as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then what made you want to study audio engineering? I guess it was, it was like production as well. So it was like learning more about being a DJ and mixing live bands and things like that. Um, but it was also just getting into the music scene itself. Did you know from that point that you wanted to be like your own musician? Or when you were doing audio engineering, did you think you would do it be for an other artist? You do it, yeah, do it for other people. Yeah, I, no, I didn't ever want to do it really for other people. It was more, mm -hmm. more for me. Um, I didn't really have a massive goal of like, oh, I want to do this, I want to travel the world, I want to, you know, make music and make a living out of it. It yeah. was more, I don't know, just something to do in the music scene. Mm -hmm. What did your parents think of you wanting to have a career in music? Really super supportive. Oh, wow. Yeah, the whole time. So my record came out today in Australia, and mm -hmm. I messaged them like, thank you guys so much for the support oh. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. So no, they're always very supportive. Mm -hmm. yeah. And looking back, do you think studying audio engineering really helped? Like for the people who are watching who are 
thinking not, of it. Not this course, to be honest, that I did. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm being truthful. No, because it was not so much about music production, but like live bands and things like oh. that. So it was a little bit different. Um, well, then that, that really helped your like live performance then, or does it not translate? A little bit. No, yeah. not too much. It was good. It was like good general base knowledge of um, how sound works in a live space. Oh. Yeah. When you're doing your um, like live setup now, do some of the things like come to you that you learned back there? Like you're more aware of certain things than other musicians, do you feel? Um, yeah, I've got a really great team who, um, who helped me out with a lot of that kind of stuff in terms of um, what works and how things are routed and all that kind of stuff. Because there's a lot of different instruments on stage for me, a lot of different hardware um, synths and stuff. So it's important to figure out um, how yeah how they how they're played through the computer because I'm sending a lot of things sending a lot of MIDI to um, synths and yeah so it's, it's a maze up there mm -hmm. yeah do you think living in London changed your inspiration for music early on like compared to how do you just lived in Sydney your whole life I think so for sure yeah in what yeah ways? I think like especially London it's there's so much culture there um, listening to like even like Fatboy Slim and stuff oh, like, yeah. I went and saw him play a couple of times oh, where wow. I just wouldn't have had that opportunity. Um, you know, in, in Sydney at that mm -hmm. time. And were you already working with people in London, like in the studio? No, I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I was quite young still and oh, just okay. doing my own thing. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't playing in clubs or anything like that. It was more um, music technology classes at the school I was at. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. But did you learn how to do more of like a studio work with a vocalist in school? Or was I like, did, yeah. yeah. Fit like, yeah. So that's the kind of stuff I learned at the music, at the University of, at uh, the School of Audio Engineering yeah. as well, was like how to record, like techniques of recording, oh, okay. what styles of microphones you'd use. Yeah. So that's kind of what I, that's the style of that kind of course. And then when you went back to Sydney, how were you able to make your early connections? Like, did you know people in the music industry when you- Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of my, my first, uh, manager um, was my brother's friend. Oh, okay. so it's like, and I'd known him since I was like ten. Yeah. So, and he worked in a club, and that's how I started out, like, um, with uh, a geek, basically. Mm -hmm. He was like, "Oh, you DJ, come and like, let's do this together." So, yeah, yeah, that was a, it was an easy in, but I had to work for it. Yeah. After that, was it? Were you DJing like full time to pay your bills back then? Or yeah, it was like. Because I was at university studying yeah. finance and it was like either DJ for a couple of hours a week or work in a bar for like oh, way yeah. longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I chose DJing because it was so much more fun. Mm -hmm. um, so after that, so it was like finished the um, university, finished yeah. SAE, um, was still DJing and that's when I started uh, writing music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and that's... You, yeah. And how did you... You were originally a duo, right? Like way back when? Yeah, way back. So I've been in like, as you were saying before, yeah, I've been in like school bands and I've been in like bands outside of that. We were signed to Future Classic actually, the label yeah. that I'm on now. Uh, it was a band called Cadillac. So it was more like summery, like uh, new disco, indie stuff. Um, and then I was also in like a DJ duo too. We like traveled around Oz. Um, and I learned a lot from like all of those relationships and those those groups and probably the biggest thing I learned was like I work very well by myself mm. I do love collaborating with people but yeah. it's very important for me to have my own voice as well so yeah yeah what kind of advice do you have for people who are considering either being a duo or by themselves know yourself yeah like 
figure out what you're good at and like if 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 it is a friend of yours and you're like let's do this together and you've got the same work ethic that's really important mm-hmm. are you both like do you both have the same goal that's super important you've got to sit down and think about that mm-hmm. yeah so i guess from the onset your music is kind of already had that summary vibe right even when yeah. you're in the early duo yeah. yeah how did you lock into that sound so early on because i feel like people take so long and you were able to do it like right off the bat when you had your duo living in australia really that's the key (laughs) uh it was yeah literally like it's the lifestyle you lead i guess is like a huge contributor to who you are as a person how you act and like what you you're influenced by so Mm -hmm. um for me it was like living close to a beach like being very active and being you know australia is a beautiful place it's very summery and chill so yeah was that style of music already popular in Australia, like when you first started putting out music, like even as a duo? Um, I'm just trying to think. Like, I do remember um, Rufus the Soul were. Oh, yeah. Uh, they had their first like EP out when I just started thinking about writing music. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that was cool. So that was like summary. Then there was. I'm trying to think. There was like a group called The Presets, which is way more techno y, um, like song based, but techno y. Yeah. Um, a group called Cut Copy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know Cut Copy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were around. They were pretty big as well. Very big at the time. And then Miami Horror and stuff. So, yeah, there were those kind of groups around the time that I started writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did you realize Future Classic was the right fit early on? They're just cool. I'm, I've met the guys a couple of times before I signed to them. They're super passionate about what they do. They had signed some really great acts that I also loved. Um, yeah, they just kind of got their head on their shoulders and like figured it out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to be part of a major label, I guess. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make my own decisions with a smaller group of people, and that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I did. And did you figure out your branding really early on? Because I feel like it's so cohesive, even from the first single with the graphic design music video. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's like what you hear, is, it's like what you see is nearly as important as what you hear. So mm-hmm. it's, it needed to be the right look, the right style. And I've been working with the same artist, Tim Lovett, um, since Something About You. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so what you'll see with the artwork of the album Between Us is like kind of a combination of like everything that we've been working on for years kind of all put into one. Mm-hmm. And it's like the end of the story, like the closing of that chapter um, of that book and yeah, I think it's a great it's a great look when you see it all together. Yeah, it works. Do you have specific? It's cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have specific art? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a specific like a director or a non-music artist that you're inspired by or movies? Good question. Um, I watch a lot of movies. I don't watch a lot of good movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like. I love. Um, you know, I love like watching The Rock in like a disaster film or something, oh. just shit like that. I don't know, but um, no, I'm some of my favorite movies are like or like any Tarantino film. Oh my god, yeah. Um, but I love Scorsese as well. Yeah, you know, classic stuff that mm-hmm. all you know, I, my kind of personal yeah. like. Um, but uh, and books. I mean, I read a lot of like music books, like. Um, Oh, what's the David? There's one by David Byrne mm-hmm. called How Music Works. Oh, okay. That's cool. Yeah, I read a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, I've, uh, I really like the Moby autobiography. Mm. Not the one that just came out. That It was called Play. <laughs> and it, um, and it, it follows his life up to the point, basically, of when the album Play was released, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. 
pretty crazy story. Yeah, yeah. I now want to read it. Yeah. Was it surprising to you how fast your first songs really took off? Compared to like when you were working for doing music, like DJing all those years and all of a sudden like it yeah. takes off? I think uh, I was surprised, but also it was the first time I was doing something by myself for mm -hmm. myself. It was like being more true to myself than anything I'd done before. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's also why it worked so well. Yeah. Yeah. And how did the Katy Perry happen? Yeah, so she emailed me, or like her, her group emailed my manager at the time and said, um, hey Hayden, we love like something about you and we love just a lover. We'd love you to come and write with Katie yeah. for our album. She's in Santa Barbara, we'll fly you out. And we thought it was a joke. <laughs> uh, so I think we left it for like a week or something. No way. And then we realized, oh, actually this is legit. Um, so yeah, went there, spent two weeks with her. Oh wow. Um, it was incredible. We probably wrote like four or five songs. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one was released on her album Witness. Do you feel like you had extra pressure because it was Katy Perry or a year? 100%. Oh yeah? <laughs> I was so, so nervous. Um, I, I wrote like 50 different um, instrumentals to oh, go yeah? in with. Um, so yeah, no, there's a lot of prep involved. Mm -hmm. And just, yeah, but once I met her and we spent like the first couple of hours together, it was, it was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you go through your mindset of writing your recent album? Like where you were, how do you assemble your team? Yeah, um, so I actually started writing this like two years ago, basically. Oh, wow. Um, it's been a long journey, like, f like from the day dot of like, I want to write a record. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I ended up with like 30 or 40 demos to pick from, um, all in different, uh, all in different um, kind of states, I guess. Like mm -hmm. some finished complete demos, some just ideas still. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it was, it was important for me to find the right people to work with too. Yeah. How do you just select on those? Well, I loved writing with people who I'd written with before. So mm -hmm. like Boy Matthews, um, Nat Dunn, who is Nations as well. She's yeah. on the record. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, for me, it's important to be in the room with that person too. Um, not just like send something to someone, they come back with the top line, it's done. Mm -hmm. I don't think that works for me. Yeah. It's just not genuine. So to have that connection, to have that personal connection in the studio is super important. And what were the main themes and inspirations? Like everything I've released, it's like, um, it follows a story of love. Not like, some of them are personal to me and some mm -hmm. of them are not. Um, I kind of like to let the listeners have their own story as well. Because mm -hmm. it affects them in different ways to me. Um, so yeah, there's lots of different themes in there, but mostly it's about that personal connection, that feeling you have with someone special, and that's why it's called Between Us. So it can mm -hmm. be between you and me, it can be oh, between you and your family member, it can be a friend. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's like love, lust, lust, hope, yeah. lots of different things. Do you feel like you had a lot of like added pressure going into it for like this big album? Or to, I like, did, yeah. That's stage. probably why yeah. it took so long as well. Mm. I feel like... Oh, it's so good, by the way. <laughs> just, oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I've been listening to this stuff for two years. So, yeah, it's exciting. And mm. a lot of the stuff was written... Uh, I'd say, I'd say half, of the, half of the tracks on the album were written within six months. So it's oh. like stuff that's fresh. Mm -hmm. But um, the, some of the ideas are like two years old. How did you realize it was like the right time that you were like sealing all the songs and then putting it out? It was pretty awesome, like going, okay, so I was, I was in the studio with the guy who I mix and do some production with Cassian, yeah. and yeah, I had like, I think I was like, had 18 demos at the time, we're like, mm -hmm. okay, like, I was like, okay, I need to figure out what the album is, like, how this works together, 
what the track listing would be like, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. And yeah, once I did that, it was kind of a much easier process to finish everything. Um, it was just more like right in front of me and yeah, that was it. Mm -hmm. But it took, you know, it took a long time, a long time. And, and a lot of the time I was like, am I going to get this done? Because, you know, once you say I've got an album, it's going to come out at this time. You've got to deliver it because you've got tour announcements. You've got oh, like, yeah. you know, PR, press, you've got label like everyone's working for you and with you and uh you don't want to let anyone down yeah yeah how about for the style of the individual songs in the album like did you feel like writing going into this album i mean you're not really succumbed to like trends or anything but was that anything no. in the back of your mind because like no it, yeah for me it was yeah. like song based you had all this all the all the tracks have to be songs in their own right mm -hmm. um and kind of be able to stand by themselves as well that was really important, um, mm -hmm. but also they have to be cohesive in that they need to work together too, so they need to have that similar theme or similar production. Uh, I didn't want this album to be a departure of my sound from the last singles as well. Mm -hmm. It was important for all these songs to be a story, like even though I didn't put something about you on the, yeah. on the record, it still belongs on there. You know, it's still in that, that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your style of music isn't really succumbed to trends the way, like, trap or dubstep is? A hundred percent. And yeah. I think that's based that's on the really fact... That's really lucky. Like, it's so hard sometimes. Yeah, my God. Yeah. I know some artists that have gone one way, like, hard. Yeah. And then that, that genre is just not cool anymore. It's yeah. just no one listens to it. And it's like, all right, well, that's done. Yeah. You know, it's, it's difficult. Um, I think for me, I guess the, the, the plus side for me and how I look at music is I write songs first and then figure out how they sound later. But mm. again, I keep it really simple, the, the production itself of the song. Yeah. Um, I want people to be able to play this stuff on a guitar if they want, you know, mm. at a party. It's like, yeah, so that's, that's, I don't really, there's no like trend, I guess. It's like, you know, pop electronic music, but there's no huge element that's like, oh, he always like chops his vocals or oh, he always yeah. like, you know. There's all different stuff in there. So what do you have in mind for the live tour for Between Us? Best production I've ever like uh, come up with, to oh, be honest. I'm yeah, so I'm, I'm pumped. I was actually in Sydney last week and um, premiered it for the first time, like the idea of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, really excited. It worked, <laughs> which is cool. Mm -hmm. uh, me and the team have been spending like six months working on it. Uh, the show itself, I'm doing a lot more. I'm playing a lot more keys and things that I ever have before. Uh, I'm becoming much more, I just like, it's quite nerve wracking doing things live because you're like, oh, oh shit, yeah. I'm going to screw it up because, you know, I'm a producer yeah. as well. I don't, you know, I don't sit there and play guitar in front of a thousand people. I just don't do mm -hmm. that. So I'm doing more of that, which is cool. Um, and also uh, I've got a lot of the people on the record as well. Um, they'll be uh, touring with me around the States. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I've got Nat Dunn. Um, Far, who is Romeo, who sings on Lost to You. Mm -hmm. um, Boy Matthews is going to come play at a couple of shows. Um, so yeah, there's lots going on. That makes such a big on. difference for, with the singing element. Oh, it's cool. Shows. Yeah, it's absolutely. So cool. I mean, when I go and see someone, they've got the person who sang the song yeah. on the record. I'm like, yes. so different. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. yeah. Actually, going back a bit, how did you meet Odessa? We met. I'm just trying to think. It's like one of those old friends. You like, I don't know. We just yeah. know each other. <laughs> uh, we I do know. We met in. Melbourne mm -hmm. about four years ago yeah we we're playing this small little festival um and yeah as soon as we met we we're just like I think we're going to be best friends and it just yeah we've kind of hung out ever since how would you say you've grown as a person compared to when you were younger I guess I don't know I grow with the people that I'm with so mm -hmm. like my wife my friends 
the people who are, yeah who I hang out with and choose to hang out with um, I, I think I'm the same in my head I'm always like I don't know like 15 or something oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I just love I love hanging out and you know I always have fear of missing out of uh, you know, me, me not being somewhere and all my mm. friends hanging out, so, yeah. Yeah. Kind of the same. Yeah. What do you have been the biggest challenges so far in your life? Uh, this record, I think. Like, mm. just figuring out if I wanted to release it and how I wanted to release it and what it sounded like and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely this record's been the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just because of the pressure or...? Not the pressure. I yeah. never really felt pressure. It was more about I want to be proud of it. So mm. I don't want to be I don't want to be pressured into like releasing something that is not right for me just because you need to release something. Yeah. And that's why it's taking me so long, I guess, too. What does love mean to you? Everything. Love is like a central part of my life, mm -hmm. and it is. I look at my life like like pillars, just like you know, health, love, mm. like relationships. Um, yeah, and love is absolutely like everything to me. Yeah. yeah. What do you love about your wife's personality? Um, she's just so much fun, spontaneous. She's like me. We're kind of kindred spirits. Oh. Um, she's very creative and is always up for something, you know. It's, she's, she's teaching me so much every day as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Last question. What do you want to be remembered for? That's a hard last question. Yeah. <laughs> As another question is, do you want to be remembered? I don't know. <laughs> That's also a good <laughs> No, it would be nice to be remembered, wouldn't it? Um, <laughs> I think uh, for my music, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that it lives on longer than I'm around. And like, or just if I stop one day, I hope people still enjoy it and listen to it. Um, and it's a positive vibe in their life. Yeah, I love that. This is yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Bye. Bye.